I hope you were singing along with Walter on that one. Good song. Good song. Well, this morning, we have one birthday. I also, under, because Davey kept bugging me and egging me, I finally remembered to tell Sue what the building fund total was, and you can see that on the back of the brochure, of the, <laughs> the yeah, that one. So uh, I think if you remember uh, before the pandemic, we were we would start out the morning with some little questions on the Bible. Y'all remember that? Shirley was the top winner. She got a mug for her efforts. That was a prize. But I think maybe we'll pick that up again unless somebody has a big problem with it. But we're not going to start that today. I'll pick it up in the future. But uh, I don't think we have any other uh, information to give except one thing. Uh, our community aid bin. I didn't even look whether it's still there. Community aid has decided that they no longer will have the bins. Uh, well, here's the way it goes. They did not, they do not want to come and empty the bins. We can buy the bin for $100, and then we're tasked with emptying it and taking everything to Harrisburg and giving it to the distribution center up there. Or they will come and pick up the bin, and it's still out there, I see it out there. They will come and pick up the bin, and then if, if you want to donate something that you would normally put in the bin, you must take it to Harrisburg to their collection center and tell them as you donate it that it's for Bethesda Mission, which is what our bin is designated for. Any, any proceeds that come from what's in that bin go to Bethesda Mission. I couldn't see anybody in this congregation wanting to go through the bin and sort everything out and take it to Harrisburg. So Sue is going to have them pick the bin up. But if you still want to donate something through community aid, uh, you can take it up to uh, Harrisburg, which is on this side of Harrisburg. Has anybody been up to that center? Yeah. It's not hard to find. It's right off of Penhar, uh, the first exit going into Harrisburg from, from Hummelstown area. So uh, uh, very, very nice store, very nice store. But uh, that's what's going on. So uh, I, d I guess it's a matter of holding down on their expenses as far as uh, having to hire people to, to go around and empty the bins. And unfortunately, as you could even see with our little bin here that doesn't get that much use, people would drop off all sorts of junk. And I guess they just, you know, then of course they had to take the junk back to Harrisburg and dispose of it there. And, and I guess it was just getting too expensive. So did I explain that okay? That the bin is going to leave. If we want to donate anything through community aid, we have to take it to Harrisburg, and as we donate it, we have to tell them that it's uh, the proceeds go to Bethesda Mission. Or if you want to give it to some other 
organization, that's entirely up to you. But we had designated it as a mission when they first started here. So, okay. That's what's going to happen. All right. Another nice fall morning. Wow, we've had some nice, nice days. If somebody was reminding me the other day that last year it seemed to go from summer, a couple days of fall, and then into winter. Now, we've had... We've had uh, really nice fall weather, so I hope you're enjoying that. And uh, just look at all the glorious things God does. It's fantastic to get up in the morning and see all the bright sunshine and see the leaves changing and all that for his glory. So that's, that's, that's good. That is very good. I was watching videos on the Internet the other night, and much to the discriminant of the lady that lives with me because I, was, I had the sound turned up, but they, they were, had various videos of various churches in various nations singing a praise to their nation. And the one that really touched me was the one from the United Kingdom where they, they just popped back and forth between all sorts of churches, and various people in those churches were singing praises. They had a praise song, and I, I'm sorry, I don't remember what, the, what it was, but it was really powerful. That they, they were singing a praise for England and the whole United Kingdom, but they had scores of churches, and it, it, I, it was very touching. And, and I guess it was very touching because I've always sort of led to believe that Christianity is sort of out of it in Europe, that uh, they no longer is strong in those areas, but those people were really, really strong. And I was, I was very touched with that. And yes, yes. And they, they were really strong. I was, this one, one gentleman had a sweatshirt on and said, God of the impossible. And I thought, wow, wow, that's, that's powerful. So it was, it was touching. And if you get a chance to find it on the internet, I, I would recommend it. Don't ask me how I found it. <laughs> it came up, and there it was. Well, okay, enough of the announcements and the chatter. Well, let's start our worship service, and we do have our first hymn. We address our joys and concerns, and uh, again, I'll hold the microphone. Don't grab it out of my hand, please. But uh, if I come back, if, if you want to talk into the microphone, if you would please put your mask on, even though you're in the no mask section, that would be wonderful. Christine, do you have an update? Okay, let me get over there. Where would it go? You ready? Yes. Okay. Yes, I made... Uh most of the updates are on our prayer guide, if everyone checks that. But uh, there were a couple changes here. Conrad up at the top here, he is now at home. He was in rehab, but oh. he's now at home. It's Steph Kozer's uncle. And Nancy just gave me that. And also Kevin Zorin. Kevin has been dealing with the cancer and had the stem cell. And he is in Hershey Med Center. He was running a fever and fluid on the lungs. Now he's been diagnosed with AFib, which is arterial fibrillation, uh -huh. which is he just doesn't need one more thing. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, Kevin is such a man of God and faith. We know Kevin as a friend. 
I have talked to him, and he and I shared through us both having cancer. Mm -hmm. And what a man. I mean, he just, uh, his attitude, and your attitude is part of your half your battle. Right, yeah. God is with you the whole time. There's times you think, oh, where is he? But honestly, and this man is going through some terrible things, even the stem cell itself. But he is just the kind of person he is. He's going to be, and he can preach. In fact, he had preached at, I think, Florin Church of the Brethren about a month ago. Oh. Before he had the stem cell. Okay. Julie had told me, my daughter Julie, she said, Mommy preached. He said he was so good. Wow. Great I thought, wow, I didn't even know he could do that. Yeah. But I'm not too surprised because the kind of man he is uh -huh. and the family he is, him and his wife both. And they have the alpaca farm. Oh. I mean, they're wonderful people. Our son, our grandson, Connor, worked for him from the time he could do a job. He's worked for them. And, oh, my, they've, yeah. they've been a help to each other. Great. It's been a wonderful experience. Right. But what a, what a person uh, and be able to share his whole testimony and share he did. Good. When he preached. Good. Good. So I, had, I got that report from my daughter and I thought, oh, wow. But he is, and there's probably a whole lot more of these people on here. Yeah. You don't know all of them personally, maybe some, but they're going through terrible times. Yeah. Yeah. But God is with us. Absolutely. Anyone else? Is that it? Oh, okay, very good. I'm sorry I have my back turned towards you. Oh, very good. I've noticed when you came in that there are empty shoe boxes out there and you do have to fold them. They sent us these, which you have to have a smartphone and you have to be smart enough to know how to use it. Or, or a computer and go online. So we have a few of these, and I will be ordering more. So um, if you want to take your box this week and either next week or the following week, we will have um, the rest of these in. So I, we do have a DVD that has a little bit about the story. So we will hopefully maybe can show that next week or within the week or two. So, you know, if you have any questions about it, I know, re, you know, with a few years ago, they made the decision to have no toothpaste and no candy. You don't want any war-related items in there. But you can send um, school supplies and soap and washcloths and socks and underwear and little stuffed animals and yeah yeah if you send pencils which is a wonderful idea make sure you get a little pencil sharpener too because they just don't have access if you send flashlights um, send extra batteries and make sure you um, put tape on the top of the thing so you, you know your batteries don't go get used up um, many of these kids' flashlights are very comforting to them. Um, so anyway, so if you go online, you can find out all kinds of interesting things that you can manage to stuff in your box. 
Mine are always stuffed so full I can't hardly shut them. Uh, just to help the congregation be aware, um, I'm trying to get my days straight. I think it was, no, 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 when Ivy fell. She was in Hershey, Ivy Schwab. This is the last person on the, on the, uh, with illnesses and injuries. Um, she fell. I heard on the voicemail uh, this morning that the attorney, she has no family, folks. Um, some a distant nieces, nephews kind of thing, but nobody really watching out for her. Uh, anyway, she's got this attorney, and the attorney has been very diligent and watching out for the situation, um, I, and I appreciate that. Anyway, he said on this voicemail I picked up in the, in the, the office phone today, he, th he really thinks that she had a stroke. Okay, so she was in Hershey Med. She was then released, sent back to Londonderry Village in the yellow zone for two weeks, which if they did testing on her for the virus at Hershey Med, there's a disconnect there. Um, anyway, uh, it seemed like a few days she was doing fairly well, and I negotiated with Pastor Ryan I said, just stop by and see her for 15 minutes. Security has got word from from the chaplain's office over at Londonderry Village. Let you know because who, who knows who's next sometimes. Um, and they said that Ryan and I were on the list to visit. Huh. And so Ryan visited. And hallelujah, he said she was basic, that Ivy was basically non-responsive, all right, uh, wasn't really aware that anybody was there and did not respond to him. Uh, th that was not quite the same with the chaplain. She, she called me and said that Ivy had was a little responsive to her, uh, but we've been reading scripture to her, we've been having prayer with her and, and talking with her, even though she may be in a coma, you talk to a person in a coma as though they can understand you because people in the past have said, oh, we knew you were there, but being in a coma, we couldn't respond. Mm -hmm. So if you ever get in that situation, don't think that they can't hear you. Um, the attorney What's his name, Brian, something or other, said that he would be real surprised if she survived. Well, from everything I've been hearing, I'm su surprised that I haven't heard something whether or not she's already passed. And maybe she has, I don't know. But um, I told Pastor Ryan, who's not here today, he's out of town, I, I told him, I said, now on Sunday, I will be there and we will stop by on the way home. So Karen and I are planning on our way home to, uh, to
to go through Palmyra and, uh, and see if we can get in to see her. Uh, anyway, pray for Ivy. She's probably closer to seeing the face of Jesus firsthand than anybody here. We don't know that for sure, but that, I suppose that. Yeah, pray, pray for her. Anyone else? You haven't talked to Ivy, have you, Joyce? No. Okay. Okay. Is she still quarantined? Oh, it's another week. Okay, I lost track. I will hold it. I was talking to Mel. He said that I know Valerie Alino doesn't attend here anymore, but her mother just passed away. Oh. But for those who would like to know, um, know where Mel is. He's right back Just there. Just recently, she, this week, she passed away. Okay. Mother. I didn't know that lady. Uh, Mel, do you have anything more to say about that? Okay. Okay. All righty. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, that would be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah, Davy has a connection up there. Uh, and. They keep in contact, so that's great. If you could bring that in and put it on the bulletin board, Dave, that would be wonderful. Well, okay. Did you want to say anything about Love Feast? Actually, communion. On, on the back of the bulletin is, is – uh, the same that what we had on the bulletin last week about the bread and cup communion. Um, far as I know, things are working through as far as doing what that says. Um, we, you know, we urge you to participate in that and to be here. Uh, Pastor Ryan will be here next week. I will be here next week. Um, Pastor Ryan is preaching, and uh, the two of us are doing the uh, communion service together. So, um, and and uh, to be aware that uh, you know the concerns expressed regarding uh, the feet washing and all that that we have foregone that 
this go around and with high hopes that uh, that will uh, be rescheduled uh, in the spring. Hopefully, uh, yes. Yeah, hopefully yeah, in the hopefully. spring. Hopefully. We want to get back to that, of course. Well, let's come together in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being with us all the time. You're always here. You're always with us. We're the ones that step away. Don't let us do that, Lord. Help us to urge each other to stay close to you. As Christine said, the gentleman that is suffering through cancer and now is suffering through a fib is, is very close to you, and we appreciate that. Thank you, Lord. He is a shining example of dedication to you and your son, Jesus. Thank you. Lord, there's so many people that we have to pray for. There's so many people listed on our, our prayer ministry guide that we just we, we just have to keep them all in our, our thoughts and our prayers. And we think of Ivy. Lord, comfort her. We pray that you will, will give her strength and that uh, hopefully she will not pass from among us, but if she does... We know where she is going to be going, and there's no doubt about that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Ivy's life. Thank you for her life here in this church, in this congregation. And, Lord, we, we pray a blessing on all persecuted Christians throughout the United States, throughout the world, actually, and especially those in Nigeria. Lord, we pray for an end to the genocide in that country. Lord, stand with those folks. Hear their cries, comfort them, and increase their faith. Thank you, Lord. They are a shining example because they could just turn their backs on you and just run, but they don't. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Lord, we pray for individuals that are suffering from this pandemic. We pray for the president and his family as they go through the rigors of quarantine. Lord, bless them. Bless all who are suffering. Lord, we, we put our faith in you. We know that this is a situation that we've never faced before and that we need your help. We need your guidance. And in fact, this whole country needs your guidance, Lord. We pray for revival. We pray for individuals to turn back to you. For only you can guide us through difficult situations. Thank you, Lord, for all the things that you have done for us. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Lord, we pray these things in your Son's holy name. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, our coming King. And we pray, amen. Before we move on, you will see that there is a birthday mentioned on the back. Well, praise the Lord. I'm glad to be here today. How about you? Thank you, Lord, for just enabling us to be here. Uh, beautiful trip over today. One of the little perks for being such a distance. 
Uh, it's pretty well dark when we left home uh, this time of year. <laughs> Between now and the end of the year, is, it's sort of a dark starting out on Sunday morning at uh, 6.30. Um, but, there, but as we get, uh, we get to Sunshine Mountain, which is west of, west of Redding, and sunshine, if there's going to be sunshine, we come up around the curve. And uh, at that time, you know, of course, it's pretty much the same point in time every, every week. Come around the curve. And if it's sunny, there's a little bit of sunshine coming in on that ridge. And uh, that's why I, I call it Sunshine Mountain. That's before you get to Cold Valley. <laughs> but, but you know all the all the crops that are being harvested, uh, a lot of silage being made this time of year. Beans ha are being uh, harvested, and we're right at the beginning of uh, um, harvesting some some of the corn. Um, and, you know, to, this morning we saw deer again. Uh, I've, we've seen as many as twelve deer on any trip. Uh, that's, that's sort of fascinating. Uh, one of the last trips we made over here, we saw raccoons playing in the middle of the road, and I go, you guys going to move or not? <laughs> you know, and so that all of a sudden they realize the car's coming, and, well, maybe we ought to get out of the road, uh, just like a bunch of little kids, you know. Uh, anyway, so there's, there's a joy in, uh, in praising God just for, uh, creation and for what what we see. I hope when you drive down the road, you know, if you leave your house, that you're aware of uh, of what the Lord is doing around you, and in the seasons, different seasons, um, it, it's amazing, amazing thing. And uh, as uh, the song says, summer and winter, and springtime and harvest. Sun, moon, and stars in our courses above join with all nature in manifold witness. Great is thy faithfulness, you know. And uh, we, we, we serve a faithful God, dear friends. Um, yeah, well, we're, uh, I'll tell you what, let me see if I can get the projector working. Work. <laughs> Do you, do you talk to things? I talk to my car. I talk to, uh, yeah, sometimes I talk to my wife too. <laughs> and the rest of my family. Oh, it, it might, yeah, here it comes, here it comes. Um, yeah. You know what? This was left on. I, I hope the battery didn't run down. We'll see. Hey, battery did not die. Um, yeah, just doing some PowerPoint. Uh, we we uh, did a series at Coventry back in 2006, and this this is a redo of that series. I'm enough older from 2006 to, to 2020 um, that I changed quite a bit. In fact, I was sort of amazed. Uh, and plus that, I was, I was just starting to learn to use this stuff, the, the uh, PowerPoint program and all that, you know. 
uh, it takes a while to sort of get get on to how to use that and and uh, you know I pray my way through you know when I'm doing this I'm praying Lord help me do this in a way that helps helps people uh, Lord you know you use me use uh, what you've put in me for a testimony to you and uh, so this and I as I said before these are um, this is a ser- so it's a series about uh, brethren heritage and brethren practices and brethren uh, sense of community and um, why in the world am I brethren? You know, I could have been Methodist. In fact, my roommate in, in seminary, he's a, he's a retired Methodist pastor. Um, there, there would have been about 10 branches of directions I could have gone. You know, I pretty well told the Lord I didn't want to be a Church of the Brethren pastor. How about Pentecostal or how about something else, you know? <laughs> Well, then your Lord says, no, uh, here's what I want you to do. And I've tried to stick with what the Lord uh, showed me, opened up to me. Um, this is some of a rehearsal of what? 40 years of, of trying to relate to the Church of the Brethren. Um, and at the ways, and it's working at the ways that the Brethren have been a blessing to me. Have they been a blessing in every way? No, well, you know. We're dealing with real people here. Uh, but the Lord himself has been uh, faithful to the brethren and has been faithful to me. Uh, and I praise him for that this morning. Praise God for his faithfulness. And, and God has supplied. And God, you know, so many times uh, that I didn't have answers, God has supplied answers. And uh, I can remember times where I would, you know, I'd have questions about the, the, the scriptures and so forth. Now, I would pray for a week or so before I got answers. I go, you know, Lord, am I hard of hearing? Uh, you know, I prayed about this. You know, I thought maybe I, in 10 minutes I ought to have the answer. And the Lord, is, Lord says to us, you know, sometimes... Sometimes it's not the Lord speaking. Sometimes it's our hearing that is little on the slow side. And so I think that's, that's mostly it, a little slow on the, on the hearing. Today we want to talk about observing scriptural ordinances. And, uh, how it, and I'm thankful for the approach that brethren do regarding uh, things like communion and baptism and so forth, which is uh, significantly different than a whole lot of different denominations. And, uh, and, and not to say, oh, you know, we're so much better and we're so much more spiritual. Anybody thinks that, oh, we're just so much more spiritual. You know what? You're, you're cruising for a bruise and, and you... And, uh, you know, truth be told, God resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble and he will bring you to a place where you know you're humble and where you know you need his grace, all right? And so uh, if you're ever of a mind like that, yeah, well, 
you need to back off and say, you know, I am not more spiritual than others. Because I tell you what, there's a bunch of things going on out there where people say, oh, we're better than they are. Our political party is better than they are. They, you know, they're a pile of manure and we are a shining example. Oh, come on. So who's going to be brought down? Well, at, up, as far as I'm concerned, that applies to both political parties that we're looking at right now. I don't care. I don't care who, who you're inclined to vote for. If God is not in the election, if you leave God out of the picture, yeah, we're in way bigger trouble than what we think we are. We know we're in trouble. We know we're in trouble. People need the Lord. Our nation needs the Lord. And without the working of his salvation in people's lives, yeah, it's not going to get any better. And uh, there needs to be revival in the land, a turning of the heart to the Lord. And time and again, this has been true in history. Time and again in history, it has happened. And so don't presume, oh, it probably won't happen. Now say, oh, Lord, we're praying for that. We're praying for revival in the land, a turning of people's hearts to the Lord, and I don't care. I don't care who they vote for. If they turn to the Lord, the Lord will work through the situation. And, uh, you know, I, I sort of know, think I know who I'm going to vote for, but I keep praying, all right? Don't just vote for somebody that you like. Go to the Lord and say, Lord, and then, if the Lord shows you something, you follow what the Lord shows you. Have that personal relationship with the Lord, even regarding politics. All right. That is absolutely essential. And God, what the devil means for evil, God can take it and turn it for good. That's, that's how big our God is. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we'd be, we'd be sunk if not for the Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's give him thanks. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day and for the opportunity to be in this place and to worship, to be together. And Father, uh, Father in heaven, that uh, of all the commotion going on in the world, Rather than contributing to the commotion and just just making things more confused because of our ineptitudes and our carnality and our sin nature, Lord, we pray that you would would do something miraculous and you'd use us, you'd use us and our congregation and those of like mind for something helpful in the world and a blessing to the world and the blessing of God and the mercy of God and the love of God would come forth through people like us. Use us, Lord, for your glory and honor 
We thank you, Lord, the way you've done this in the past for so many different Christian groups, including the brethren. And uh, we thank you for this today in Jesus' name. Bless, bless everyone in this place and the ones that want to be here, but whatever reason they're not. Father, may your blessing abide deeply in us and in them. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Ordinances. Ordinances. What is that? You know, that's in North Coventry Township where Karen and I live, that we have a burn ordinance. No, you, you better not go out there and burn it in out behind your, your house. You better not burn it. They, the police will be there in a heartbeat and they will go, naughty, naughty. <laughs> yeah, as in giving you a fine. for That's the burn ordinance. That's not the kind of ordinance we're talking about. The only similarity is those ordinances with the township, they are mostly negative, but they are set how? They are set in place by the township supervisors and they have full authority. And, they, and those ordinances come from authority. Well, you know what? We have an authority. Wait way more authoritative than those township supervisors. Uh, I, folks at Coventry call them the township supervisors. I go, well, I guess that says what you think. <laughs> you know, uh, our God is an authority. And he has the authority to command things and he has the authority to to say, this is the way I want you to go this direction, and I want you to do this. Do it. All right? Um, let's turn to uh, the very end of Matthew as a starting point. Matthew chapter 28, and clear to the end of chapter 28, what is known as the Great Commission. Lord Jesus and uh, oh I'll tell you what there's fascinating verses in the in the Bible here's one of them Matthew 28 verse 17 when they saw him that's Jesus they worshiped him and here's a fascinating part but some doubted <laughs> so human this is this is after after death burial, resurrection. They see him raised from the dead. Some still doubt. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> that's, that's real people. This, this book is talking about not imaginary heroes. This is talking about real people. Some of them are still doubting. But you know what? That's comforting because God used them too, all right? Verse 18 says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, look at this, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. That is the authority that, that comes out with the ordinances. All authority. Not a little piece of authority, not sunshine authority, not not, you know, bad hair day authority. No, this is all authority, all the time. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. 
go, go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. So to make disciples, what's implied? You're going to teach them something. You're going to tell them something. Make disciples, whatever it takes to make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them, that's all these people and all these disciples and all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. All right, there's not a period there. In my Bible, it's a comma. So after you baptize them, you say, well, we'll see you. No, 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 it's only started. Baptism is the starting line. I told you already about the family who, who came every Sunday until the, the baptism Sunday. They got baptized and they never came back. They thought they got it. No, no, no. Folks, they didn't realize that baptism was the starting line, not the finish line. Teaching them, who's the them? That's the, the disciples of, of all the nations, the ones that you have baptized, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. So if you see Jesus in the Gospels telling the disciples to do thus and so, those disciples right here got a command to pass it to the next generation. And this is the ripple effect that goes from Jesus to the apostles and disciples to the next generation, to the next generation, to the next generation, all the way down to you and me. And whatever we see in Scripture, whatever we hear in Scripture, we're supposed to teach that, too, to the next generation. Command, uh, teach them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the, the word is cosmos. You can say the end of the age or the end of the world, and, and both translate are right. Amen. He's saying, teach it, do it, be the church, be, be under his authority. We are to do this. All right. Let's uh, just reviewing. You've seen the, the, these slides before. Let me just uh, sort of read it again, establishing our spiritual aspirations by what we find in the scriptures and by the working of the Holy Spirit in our daily lives. And the goal here is to be effective Christians, with a capital C. Uh, being aware of our heritage, I'm talking about brethren heritage, at least to some extent, do you have to be an expert on brethren heritage? No, I don't care. And if you don't care, I don't care. But you need, you need to say, you know, has God done anything? Well, he did, at least to some extent, so that we have a good understanding of how God has worked among the brethren through the years. And the goal here is that we be 
effective as brethren, and I put a little b on the brethren as a matter of, uh, yeah. Brethren heritage and our Christian aspirations for 300 years, brethren have emphasized, and these are, these are things in my life, and these are things that I have found historically in the record for you to be aware of, and some brethren want to leave out one or the other of these. And I go, well, that sort of says they've missed part of the picture. They're seeing half the picture. Look at the whole picture. An internal personal relationship with the Lord Jesus. So the question is, have you asked the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart? Have you asked him to forgive your sins? To dwell in your heart by faith? to make you a child, have you done that? And have you stayed in that or you just sort of did that and go, well, that took care of that and, you know, like the family that, that didn't come back, you know, well, you never came back. No, no, no. Internal, personal relationship with the Lord Jesus, ongoing, okay? And then the, the second thing is an external obedience to the Lord Jesus in one's lifestyle. And so if uh, on one hand you say, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a disciple of Jesus. I, you know, I believe in Jesus and, and I have asked him into my heart. But then you, then you live worse than the neighbor, na neighborhood alcoholic. If you're worse than that, I go, no, nah, your life needs to match what you are saying uh, from your heart. So you need both, both of those for uh, and I continue to emphasize that. Uh, Alexander Mack Seal, probably designed by Alexander Mack Jr. Uh, and and this, this heart, this heart is about what? The, the experience of loving Jesus. Do you have the experience of loving Jesus? It has everything to do with the cross. If you take the cross out of love, yeah, it's not the, not the love the Bible's talking about, all right? Uh, and, the, and the Mac family knew that, all right? And then the fruitfulness is, all right, if, it's, if that love is really there, what's going to be the fruit of that in our hearts? And you, that's why Alexander Mack uh, junior, presumably, why he grew grew the fruit out of the heart, okay? It's the experience of obeying, that's an external thing, obeying uh, the Lord Jesus, all right? And uh, so that is the reason for that. You know, and I actually think that this is really a, a uh, grapevine. This is actually a grapevine. I reckon, I don't know who, does anybody claim to have this as their, originally was their grapevine? Nobody's going to confess it, that that was their grapevine. Uh, anyway, sort of goes back to what, what we see here. Um, the topics, and uh, we have 
looked at fruit bearing, which is over here. That's what that says, fruit bearing. We did two weeks with that. Um, Nonconformity, which is up here at the top. Uh, today we're talking about the ordinances, and that's down here at the bottom. Okay. And uh, sometime in the future, not next Sunday, because that's communion and, and Ryan's preaching. Um, we could talk about Gemeinschaft, and that's over here on this side. And then uh, doing a final one on the, the uh, what's this radical discipleship obedience to Christ, sort of that whole thing. And uh, so that, and that's, that's where we're headed, all right? So, you know, how long is Sandy going to keep doing this, you know? I had a guy tell me that one time. I go, yeah, well, that's just the way it is. Defin definition. By the way, I am aware that not everybody is is happy with every sermon, including my sweet wife. She likes some of my sermons better than others. Isn't that true? <laughs> I put, you know, in public, I ask her these questions. <laughs> Ordinances. What is an ordinance? Ordinances are are practices of the church that are directly ordained. Can you see in the word ordinances, or it's ordained. Ordinances are ordained by our Lord Jesus, or which are commended. So Jesus said it, he gave it to the apostles, and then the apostles, including the apostle Paul says, you know, this is a good thing because that's what Jesus said. <laughs> that's what I mean by commended by the apostles in the New Testament. Or a lot of times it's both. You find baptism with uh, Jesus and you find baptism, what? With the apostles and, you, in, the, and in the book of Acts. All right. uh, let me talk a little bit about differences between ordinances and sacraments. And uh, I would just, I'm telling on myself I wouldn't have said this uh, a year ago. I wouldn't have said it because I was still sort of learning. But uh, so I've been, I've been around long enough here to say this. I was absolutely startled when I came and people referred to communion as holy communion. And I go, whoa, that sounds Episcopalian <laughs> or Lutheran or Presbyterian or maybe even Methodist. Holy communion. You know, brethren don't, they sort of don't talk that way. Now, what I'm saying is not a criticism of you calling it holy communion because I figure it must have been a previous pastor that did that. No. This is just sort of something you've gotten used to and you didn't know the brethren heritage. The sacraments are called holy because why? The Pope says it's holy or the archbishop says it's holy or the, you know, the local bishop says it's holy. Um, In ecclesiastical churches, and that's, so here, So I've mentioned them already. 
Presbyterian, Lutheran, Episcopalian, Roman Catholic, even, even the Orthodox. These are ecclesiastical, and they are governed more directly by leadership and the heritage than it is from the, the root in Scripture itself. It's not that they always ignore Scripture. I'm not saying that at all. But the structure is what we call ecclesiastical. Ecclesiastical churches, they are the ones who, who use sacraments. And the sacraments are ceremonies or rituals which are seen as imparting God's grace, declared holy by a high church official, and only administered. Nobody has the right to administer these things, these sacraments. And I, and I think in the Catholic Church, I think there's seven different sacraments. Um, you know, last rites being one of them, uh, that kind of thing. Um, the, the brethren have said early on, well, you know, like with indulgences and a whole bunch of things, the brethren says, you know, things have got turned around in the ecclesiastical church. Let's sort of clear, let's wipe the, the blackboard clean and start over. And that's really what the brethren tried to do. Brethren tried to do that. The Mennonites tried to do that. A bunch of pietistic groups in Germany tried to do that. That was their attempt. And it is something that's called the free church or the believer's church. Believer's churches ordinances, so that we, we call them ordinances rather than sacraments. Believer's church, who are the believer's churches? Believer's churches say, your parents cannot have you baptized and that makes you a Christian. You have got to believe for yourself and you have got to be the one who says, Lord, you are my Lord. That's what, a, what the believer's church is. Most Baptist churches, what use the name Baptist in their name, are believer's churches. Um, you know, all, all the, most of the plain clothes people that live around us here are, are believer's churches. Uh, church of the Brethren has consistently sought to be a believer's church and said, you know, if you don't believe for yourself, Whatever your parents did is what your parents did. What about you? And so it calls you and me to believe for ourselves and take a responsibility directly between our heart and the Lord. Believer's church. Ordinances in the believer's churches. Ordinances are, are biblically based practices seen as fulfilling scripture in congregational life, generally administered by ordained ministers. Now, you know, for example, Ryan is not yet um, uh, ordained. He's licensed, all right? And on his own, he is not just to sort of go do it. He is supposed to be under the auspices. He has a mentor at the district level, and he has this guy, Pastor Sandy, the 